everybody welcome back to another episode of the king's council podcast i'm your host riley meek and we've got ourselves a treat today first off i feel like the last few weeks that that we've had some episodes was really just the recording of the kingdom entrepreneur which if you haven't read that book if you haven't listened to that book uh do yourself a favor go back over the last like three or four episodes you can listen to them all in flow now from beginning to end of that book but we are back at it today. I've got some epic guests coming on here over the next couple of weeks. So stick with us. Stay tuned right now because we got one of my favorite people on planet Earth right now. Mr. Caleb Spittler. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Riley. Honored to be here. Yeah, man. This is going to be epic, man. I want to give people an update. First off, for some of you that have been listeners for a while, you've probably heard I've had Caleb Spittler on. Um, he actually used to host a, a segment of uh, uh, some episodes here within the King's Council, which was which was epic. We got to learn more about some of our, our members here within the council. But Caleb is on to some, I don't know if bigger and better is, is the right thing, but some epic things in his uh but personal life, first off, baby three, right? Uh, four. four, excuse me, goodness gracious. I can't keep track either, got, man. <laughs> baby four um, is here. Uh, Shelly is uh, is a trooper, because, uh, you know, really five, if you count yourself, man, That's she's true. she's taken care of. So <laughs> this is true, this is true. But give us an update, man. Tell us a little bit about what, you, what you're doing. Um, I, certainly you're, you're extremely involved with uh, Living Light and in, in, in the church locally there in, in Wisconsin, uh, but also, and I know that's your, your ultimate heart, man, but tell us a little bit about what you've got going on in the, in the speaking realm. Um, you're on, can I say you're on tour, man? You're, you're going across the country and, and listen up also for any executives, business owners. If you're looking for a speaker to come in and talk about um, really how to get the most out of your employee or your team, uh, your, your, uh, uh, just a circle of influence. Let's even call it that, that if, if you're looking for that engagement that you need to ultimately push your, your team to the next level, uh, you're going to want to listen up here to this episode, but also hit up Caleb directly, uh, because he's, he's going to be able to show you exactly how to take your, your team from, uh, kind of mediocre getting by to over the top producing like no other. And I am a, uh, a testament to that. Just seeing that, uh, just personally of some things that him and I have gone through together and then ultimately seeing what he's doing in his career now as well. So Caleb brother, give us a little update, man. What do you got going on now? Well, thank you for that, Riley. It has been a wild ride since I was thinking back to our first podcast when you had me down in Texas, uh, when I oh, yeah. was staff with King's Council. And I was thinking about everything that has happened since then. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I, I used to work for Riley in one of his businesses, one of his many businesses. And uh, then Riley had me on, uh, on staff full-time for King's Council for a while, uh, which really, for me, in many ways, was there to uh, learn business, you know, from from Riley. And, and um, so, yeah, we had a great uh, season together and then finally got to a place where I was ready to, to launch. Um, so, you know, I was thinking about how crazy this year has been for me. Um, right. You know, we bought a house this year, had a fourth child this year, got put into a kind of a campus pastor like position in my church. Um, I did a fitness competition, uh, not one that you pose, you know, not like I, I don't know what those are called. Like, a, you know, 
a uh, like a bodybuilding competition, yeah, right? Not one of those. It was like a kind of like a CrossFit Games type thing. High Rock, heard of that? Um, yeah. Then uh, now I'm you know speaking all over the country and and rocking and rolling with um, my company's called Restio, um, which even that in and of itself, you know, people are like, oh, you're the rest guy. I wonder if they picture me like sitting on the beach drinking uh, pina coladas all day, um, but it's definitely not that, you know, that's, it's a ton of output and um, yeah, there's, there's so many days where I have to eat my own oatmeal as it were, and remember to prioritize rest because uh, it just wouldn't take long with how many things I have going on. If I'm not disciplined in that area of my life um, yeah, it wouldn't take long to get to a bad place pretty quickly. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I think just, we were kind of wrapping a little bit before this guys and Caleb just mentioned something that I would love for you to even just share a little bit more on, man. So first off again, Restio, R-E-S-T-I-O. I always think of, I don't know if this is just me or if anybody else has this thought, but whenever I say this, I think of hook, right. With, with Peter Pan and the lost boys. And they're like, Rufy. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just going to call it resty. Oh, sorry, I man. Love it. <laughs> you need to come on tour with me and intro me. For I can be your hype man. Does. That's for sure. So, um, but Restio is an Epic company that certainly, uh, I would say what you, what you help do is, is really prioritize rest. And what, what really got me, I wrote this down when we first started rapping here was working, uh, from a place of rest versus what so many people do, which is what I had done all of my life, really, except from really the last couple of years. And even just even probably the last man within the last year of how I've really prioritized of working from a place of rest, right? Not actually working for a place of rest. And, and I think this is where a lot of entrepreneurs get it. It's like once I, I, or, or where we start out, at least it's like, I'm working like, so I can retire or I'm working so I can go on vacation so I can do all these things. And we, we think that we're, we're, um, hustling and grinding and we're doing this for the purpose, even for our family, or even man, even for me, it was like, no, I'm doing this, uh, because God wants me to use, to do this. And I'm supposed to create wealth and I'm supposed to do these, these things that are going to ultimately have kingdom impact, which is a hundred percent true. But coming back to uh, the power of what God has given us, the blueprint, again, the seven day blueprint that he's given us, uh, not without skipping over what I think a lot of us do is day seven, right? Which is the day of rest in which the Bible clearly tells us that God created this day for us, not for him, because God didn't get tired. But he knew that we would and that we would experience things like burnout and and almost even just like uh, frustration. And and rather than the the idea that I get to go do these things, um, we're, we're as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're like, I have to go do these things. But when we can collectively come together, rest, giving God the honor and everything that we do and, 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 and really reflecting on what we've done. Uh, taking the, those um, results, I guess we'll call them, and then figuring out how we can actually uh, recover, recuperate, and then relaunch into whatever it is that we're doing on a weekly basis, right? So talk to us a little bit about that, man, and how that has ultimately 
maybe transformed your thought process of, of working from this place to rest versus actually for it. Uh, which again, I think a lot of worldly entrepreneurs, that's what they're focused on. Even as we're coming into these kingdom concepts and principles, like ultimately how we can use rest for our advantage, using it as a biblical model that God's given us to ultimately do even greater things than, than he, which he says that, that that's, that's why uh, he, he has gone to the father. So we could actually go do these greater things, but we have to operate within this framework. All right. I'm going to shut up, man. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. I think um, let's just go all the way back to the beginning, uh, which yeah. is always a great place to start when you're asking, okay, how should I live my life? What's wisdom from God's perspective? Uh, Genesis is a great place to start. Um, so I do believe that there's a God who created you. I believe he primarily, one of the primary reasons he created you was to work. And I believe that you are going to work best when you work the way that he designed you to work. And so we should all start from that premise of, okay, God designed me to work in a certain way. And I'm going to be most effective if I work according to that way. So you picture Adam created on day six He's got all this excitement. Okay, I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to multiply. I'm going to get to know my wife. Um, I'm going to um, draw out the potential of planet Earth. I'm going to uh, destroy the works of the enemy. I'm going to bring Eden. I'm going to extend Eden into planet Earth. I'm going to bring things that are chaotic into order. Um, I'm going to image out the nature of the almighty God. All right, let's go. And the first thing it says is, and then there was evening and morning uh, the next day, because in the ancient world, the day actually starts with the evening. So every single day, the first thing, I mean, you could just picture what Adam's thinking here. Like, okay, God, you created me for all these things. What are we going to do first? Well, Adam, your body is going to shut down for the next eight hours and you're going to be unconscious. Like, uh, okay, how does that make any sense? Why right. in the world would God make us to be essentially useless for a third of our life? And then you think of the next day, Adam wakes up and says, okay, I did the whole sleep thing. Now what are we going to do? Well, it's a day of rest. It's like, oh, what in the world? Like I'm ready to go. And then he sleeps again. And it's this sense of everything. You know, you may have heard that uh, humans are the pinnacle of creation. I would actually argue that rest is the pinnacle of creation. Um, mm -hmm. Day seven doesn't just end and then, okay, it starts over now. Okay, we did the rest thing. Let's get to work. Really, when it says that that God rested, it's like the idea of a king building his kingdom and day seven is like he moves into his kingdom. He goes and he sits on his throne and he's like, all right, I've built everything. Now it's time for me to rule from this place of rest. Mm -hmm. And so I know we're kind of talking in high up theology terms right now, but what this looks like for you is Adam didn't go into the garden stressed out like, oh my goodness, we got to get these you know, tomatoes planted, because if we don't get them in the ground now, then we're not going to have enough food for harvest. And right. you know, he's not stressed out of his mind. He knows I'm 100% provided for, 100% provided for. God is not going to let me starve. And I'm also 100% protected, that God is going to protect me from anything. And when you sleep, it's the most vulnerable thing a human can do, because you're not producing anything, and you're completely open to an attack. 
And so sleep is really surrender. It's just like tithing where you're like, I'm going to do something completely opposite of what feels like I should do right now because I'm entrusting my well-being to God. And this is a totally different mindset. If you wake up on a Monday morning and you're like, I have to work, otherwise I starve, or I have to, and everything that comes at you that day is seen as a threat of, okay, I am fighting for survival that wasn't how God created the original humans. Yes, he created them to work and have a ton of fruit, but mm-hmm. it actually wasn't working for survival. God said, I'm going to be the one that provides for you. I'm going to be the one that protects you. Now, I want you to work so that you image out my glory on planet Earth. And mm-hmm. if you've ever known the difference of those where you have a day where you're like, man, I worked today, not because I had to, but because I wanted to go glorify God with my work today. That's a totally different perspective than one that's uh, I'm stressed out of my mind. I have to work today. I have to get this project done. I have to close up this deal. And if that's going to cut into you know my sleep or my time off, so be it, because this is all that really matters. And maybe this is too strong. You can correct me if it is. But I would actually argue that someone that doesn't regularly prioritize, let's just even say sleep, which is not mm-hmm. all rest. But if you consistently don't prioritize sleep, I would say it's a rejection of God's creational order. Like God yeah. designed humans to sleep every night for a sufficient amount of time. And if you're like, hey, God, I know better than you. I can work without having to, to take that rest. Um, then again, I just think it's a rejection of how God designed you. Mm, yeah, that's good, man. That's that's interesting. And I'm going to uh, just say today, unashamedly i i slept until like 8 45 this morning (laughs) (laughs) um which it's been a crazy busy week and i was just exhausted last night uh and ash woke up crack of dawn and and went off and and did her she does some workout classes and things and uh at 8 44 I, wo- I rolled over and i was like oh my gosh i haven't slept in this long forever um and so uh, but it felt fantastic it felt great because you know i i think we go through and maybe talk a little bit about this dude because certainly there's there's seasons of life right scripture gives us uh, multiple references of that would you say that in those seasons there would be there would be times where, yeah, well, this is a, a planting season, right? Versus a a harvest season um, where we may have to, because I know you said uh, prioritize this, um, but is it, what do you think, man? Is there, and I'm, I'm, I don't really know the answer to this. I'm curious to see what your thoughts are of uh, always being that, nope, I'm, I'm going to take this day off no matter what. And, and I think it may even be referenced to what you said. Sleep is not necessarily rest, uh, but give me, give me your thoughts on that. If you would on, uh, and I'm throwing like 12 things at you to give me your thoughts on, but different seasons of life where we may have to be working harder, longer hours based upon what's going on in that season. Um, but then also then the difference between sleep and rest as a whole. Yeah, I think, of course, there's going to be some seasons where you push and you put your hand to the plow in a unique way. Um, But even in the most intense of seasons, there always needs to be space for rest. And yeah, yeah, sleep would fall under the umbrella of rest. Obviously, rest is bigger than sleep. It's not just sleep, but um, 
partially I just know so much of the science behind this as well that it's hard from a perform performance standpoint to picture someone being more effective if they're not working from a place of rest. And I think you can have a very effective work week, um, but in your soul, you're actually at peace. You're at rest. And yeah. just to break down some of the science of this, let's say that you're in survival mode. Uh, you're stressed out. The primary thing that's motivating you to get stuff done is stress hormones. So cortisol, adrenaline, you know, that and a lot of people do that, you know, where they're they don't feel motivated. So they work themselves up with stress of I got to go get that dough, you know, and yep. that's the reason that they're working. And um, survival mode is definitely very effective for getting stuff done in the short term. Um, you know, the stress hormones will get you going. Um, but it's going to like pump blood from the brain into your extremities, basically puts you in a fight or flight uh, state all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that leads to burnout just because it's not sustainable. Fight or flight is there for running away from a tiger, you know, in a very yeah. short period of time. But if all day, every day you're working from fight or flight, um, you're just going to burn out. It's not sustainable versus picture if I put a billion dollars in your bank account right now, you know, at first you might take a couple of years off where you vacationed or whatnot. I think I heard you say this at a conference recently, but ultimately you'd get bored and you'd be like, okay, I, I actually want to work. And so what are the yeah. things that I'm called to do? How can I make an impact and leave my legacy here on planet earth? And you would start working, but it wouldn't be from a place of desperation. It would be from a place of excitement and creativity. Mm. And if you're releasing stress hormones every day, that's the biggest thing that's actually hindering your creativity. Survival mode does not produce creative people. Uh, you're creative when you're in that place of, um, okay, I don't actually have to do this. I want to do this. How can I leave my stamp on planet earth? And so the trick is, if you got bills to play, pay and you're struggling to make rent this month, how do you get yourself out of survival mode and into, um, you know, I'm actually going to go to work today because I want to, not because I have to. And I believe that all, always is going to come back to your relationship with God, just trusting that um, God's got you and you're going to be okay. So that's a yeah. long way of answering that even in the busy seasons, I think one, our souls have to find rest. Mm. Um, but then I think regularly, even in your busiest season, I think, yeah, you should still be getting eight hours of sleep. Um, Jeff Bezos and his team, his executive team all function this way because he doesn't just want to make lots of decisions during his day. He wants to make high quality decisions. And yeah. whether it's Jeff Bezos, Elon, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, you know, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, the NBA, the US military, they all bring in sleep trainers. And the reason for that is they know it's going to affect the bottom line. And um, it's the difference between, and I'm sorry, I'm going on a long, that's long great, man. Here, but if you, let's say I, I, I'm a, my first job, I mowed lawns. If I'm working 12 hour days or 16 hour days mowing lawns, there's not a huge drop off in quality of the lawns I mow at the end of the day versus the lawns I mow at the beginning of the day. What really matters for effectiveness is just working long hours. But let's say I run a company where I have 500 people under me that are mowing lawns. Like now 
the decisions I make are high quality, high level decisions. And so if we're saying, hey, are we going to launch into Illinois with this company? That's a big decision. And so this is basically the argument that Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett is, would make is the higher up you get in terms of your leadership, the higher quality your decisions need to be. And so you get less and less about, oh, I just need to work long hours. You get more and more about, I need to work extremely high quality hours. Mm. And there's just a drop off. Nurses that work eight hour or 12 hour shifts make three times more mistakes than nurses work eight hour shifts. And you can look in any industry. Military has done studies on this. There's one example of they had these group A uh, shooters and group B shooters. Group A, they said, keep shooting at that target continuously over three days. Group B, shoot at the target, but take a nap regularly. And of course, day one, group A dominates because they're just continually shooting. The people that rest start falling behind. But day two, the people that rest start hitting the target more accurately. Day three, group B is absolutely dominating group A. So the group that actually took time to rest from a performance standpoint uh, totally outperformed uh, the other groups. And so, yeah, if you're a you know, general laborer and you're simply training, you're, you're exchanging your time for money, then maybe long hours are what's needed at this point in your career. But if you're a high level executive, then yeah, the the performance that you're going to get from prioritizing rest and your energy is going to far surpass anything than trying to grind out an extra, extra couple hours when you're depleted and disengaged. Right. That's so good. That's so good. Because again, as, as high performers, we're, we, we think that if it's to be, it's up to me, right? Like I, I'm going to just make this stuff happen. And again, this is how I've lived majority of my, my life. Um, and I still think this way, but I think what, what has helped me is to minimize the amount of decisions that I have to make on a, on a regular basis. Right. And, and I think this is for anybody listening I would love your take on this, Caleb. I read an article. I think as as adults, we make upwards of thirty five decisions, thirty five thousand decisions on a daily basis, which is so crazy to me. To just think about that—that's an astronomical number, right? Like that's to to think uh, to have to make that many decisions. Whether it's, it's as soon as we wake up, we're making a decision. Like, do I get out of bed? Do I roll over? Do I? Uh, it, do I hit my alarms clocks? Do I hit snooze? Right. Do I, uh, what do I do next? Right. And for me, what I had to do was really just instill habits into my life. Um, you know, like I have a little saying, Hey, feet hit the ground water. I pound, like there's not even a decision that needs to be made because it's already been decided. Right. It's, it's already, I've cut off any other option to do during that time. I've put these habits in place. Um, but then also minimizing the ones that normally cause emotional fatigue, right? That, that mental, that, that fatigue that we experience that, that two, three o'clock like drowsiness in the afternoon. It's not just because you didn't have your caffeine. In fact, it's probably because you had your caffeine and you're stressing and, and now your, your adrenals have like max and, and you're starting to plummet. Right. And versus if I can pre-decide anything, I don't know, Craig Rochelle does an epic, um, 
I think he did a series on this of like making decisions or prioritizing, uh, and, and even what it is you're eating for lunch, right? Just pre-decide what's happening there. So you don't have to take the time, energy, and effort. So when you are working, it's like such high level performance that you're working, uh, in that time period, maybe 45 minute chunks, uh, and then taking a break, right. Resting call it, but then you can, you can optimize your, the, the output that you have because you have proper input, right. And maybe you can speak to that a little bit, Caleb. Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word King to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. Yeah, I mean, you're dead on. What you just described is what I would call uh, mental rest or uh, really focus. Um, so when we talk about rest, I usually talk about physical uh, input and output, emotional, which we talked about a little bit, you know, uh, not working from a place of stress, but working basically chasing dopamine, which is what you want, is the sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, third would be mental. Um, and yeah, Craig Rochelle eats the same exact lunch every single day because he doesn't want to spend any mental energy. And we have to think of our minds like our bodies in that the more mental energy you spend throughout the day, you don't have that energy to make a decision. And so if you're not focusing your energy, you're going to get less done on the things that you want to get done. The analogy I like to use is, you know, if you're pressure washing your driveway and you use the kind of shower uh, setting on your hose it's not going to clean off any of the dirt, but if you switch it over to the focus setting where it's a, you know, a, a small laser of water, that's going to start to have its impact. And if we're not focused throughout our day with our energy, our energy is getting sprayed all different places, as opposed to saying, okay, what are the five most important things for me to accomplish this day? There's actually some really interesting research out there um, that encourages people to work in 90 minutes four or five 90 minute sessions. So um, rather than, you know, just kind of grinding it out all day, 90 minutes laser focused, the house can be on fire. doesn't matter. I am obviously I'm exaggerating there, but right. just cutting out everything else, zero distractions, nothing else. I'm focused for 90 minutes after 90 minutes, take a little break, go connect with my family. If you work from home, go for a walk, get some sunshine, just 10, 15 minutes, deep breathing, whatever. Then you're back in for 90 more minutes. That's about how much the human brain can focus at a high quality each day. Of course, you can work longer hours than that, but four or five 90 minute sessions is about how much uh, a really high performer can function before they're going to start to see a drop off in quality of decisions made. Yeah, that's... That's, that's good. That's, I can be a, I'm a testament to that. And as I've just slowly kind of made these adjustments in, in my, you know, work life, but even personal life as well. And, and on that note, I think culture has a lot to do with just this demand for, for more, right? If you just think of it 
in all of the time that there has been and, and will be like God has placed every single one of us on this earth at this particular time, which just fascinates me. I, I think about this regularly, like anybody that I come across, like God is, has woven this, this thing that we call life together. And it's like, okay, I'm supposed to be right now having this conversation with you, Caleb. Right. And, and those listening to this, like you're listening to this for a reason. And, and I just kind of geek out to this, but I, I still, as much as culture demands from us, what we still have to do as Christians, as, as a kingdom entrepreneur is Let's let's go back to a biblical framework of how this is supposed to work, right? How the creator of all things of the universe, of every single one of you, of every single listener right now, he knows the amount of hairs that are currently on your head. Fascinating to me, mind boggling to any of us, if you just think about that. So while we're trying to do so many things and, and culture has demanded so many things from us, whether we're living in America, right, which is such a different culture than those living in um uh, parts of Africa or India or Asia, right? Like it's just, it's different. And so many of us were, we're living in this bubble where we just think like, it's about us individually. And, and then we, then when we read the Bible, we take that and it, with that perspective of, okay, this is just, how does this affect me? Right. Me, me, me. And, and if we take our st a step back a little bit and look at this thing, the Bible as a whole, and we understand that this is like, should be looked at from basically an operating manual. This is the living, breathing word of God. It is alive and well, right? It, it's, it can pierce as far as soul and spirit from bone and marrow. Like what the heck, <laughs> right? And if we can look at it at what God calls it is right. His living, breathing word. We have to take that into a application of how we're operating our lives. Right. So these kingdom principles or these concepts, they're reverse to what culture actually tells us today. Right. Which doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise any of us. Right. The, the God of this world is opposite of, of the God of, of creation, right? The, the, the kingdom creator here. And so the fact, the beautiful thing is that while man fell uh, and we jacked it all up and gave authority over to the enemy, right? We gave it, we gave it to him. We did, okay? Because of our fall. And ultimately because Christ has returned though, that authority has come back. Right. And this is where I think of when we understand these kingdom concepts and we understand, but we have to walk these things out and know that the kingdom is completely inverse to what the world tells us. Okay. So in order to be first, we got to be last, right. In order to receive, we got to give, right. If I want to, if I want to reap, I got to sow, right. And, and if I want to produce, I most definitely need to rest, Right. And, and I think if we actually look at the Bible as this this manual of how to live life, right, there's plenty of representations, plenty of stories that we can go down rabbit holes and and, and pull from. Right. But if this is just like, OK, if, if I first off, if I know how to be prosperous and successful, I'm to meditate on this book of the law, not let it depart from my mouth, speak it right so that we are careful to do what it says. 
So I think the, the biggest thing that, that people leave off is the doing portion of it. Because if we're just thinking it, speaking it, even going to church on a Sunday and hearing it, but we're not doing any of it, we're not going to be prosperous and successful. Right. And, and, and a lot of us even still as kingdom entrepreneurs, we're thinking that being prosperous and successful is still what culture tells us. And I'm telling you guys from, from experience, from the roller coaster that I've gone on over the past few years, that ain't prosper, that prosperous, that ain't being successful. What the world tells us that is it's, it's actually meditating on the word of God, speaking it into our lives, over our lives, and then doing what it actually says. And this priority of rest brother is what I love so much about what, what you've, you've committing to It's really just a segment. It's, it's a big segment, but it's a segment of, of what you're teaching on, on how to actually, uh, you know, two high level entrepreneurs or executives, uh, business people, how to actually live a true, call it a biblical framework, how to live this life out, uh, whether you believe in the Bible or not right? If you're listening to this, you probably do, or at least you're, you're at least inquisitive, right? And even you mentioned it, brother Bezos, I I guarantee you, Elon Musk, these guys are operating by kingdom principles. They might not just know it. They, or they, they might not believe that like, that's the reason why, but it's funny how the creator of art has already put those principles in place. Right. And, and part of their, their being successful is because they're operating by biblical principles that God's given us. Am I, do I get an amen for that, bro? Or what, what do you think? Okay. Amen, brother, man. <laughs> yeah. Elon said he tried to sleep less, but his productivity went down. Yeah. I so mean, true. ultimately it is this, this case of, and I've had successful people, successful people tell me, Hey, Caleb, this is how you are meant to be successful. And they're sitting there with their fancy watches and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can we talk about your family life or yeah. about your health? You know? And it's like, yeah. Sometimes these people that that are saying hustle grind, you know, no days off. I'm like, well, let's look at the rest of your life. Does that image out um, somebody that's that's truly successful? And, you know, if you're 50 years old and a billionaire, but your kids don't want to talk to you and you have no relationship with them, like I wouldn't trade lives with you. Not even close. You know, if you're uh, you know, you look at Steve Jobs, one of these absolute famous workaholics. And it's like, look what he accomplished. Amazing. But yeah, he also died at a fairly young age. Um, and one of the primary ways that we help eliminate disease is basically through sleep and avoiding stress or, or learning how to not live from a place of stress. So yeah, I'm confident that a Christian or a non-Christian that implements uh, principles of rest is going to find um, ultimately way more success than somebody that's just saying, I got this. And I know how passionate you are about tithing. It's the same thing. Rest really yeah. is the same thing where you're just saying, I trust you with my time. Every day is a surrender. Really, if you can't sleep at night, it's the two things of either you're excited about a project you're working on and you're like, I want to accomplish, 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 or you're worried about something. And both those things are what needs to come into surrender from God on a daily basis. I think that's why he made us to sleep every day is because every single day you have to put down your work and say, okay, God, I trust that you're going to be working when I'm not working. I trust that you know what's best for me. And so for me, rest is difficult. There are so many days business is going well. Like I, I can see some the phone ringing. Oh, it's this person wants to book me for this big event. 
you know what? I'll call them back tomorrow. They'll still be there. Like I'm going to do this God's way. And I'm just so I'm ruined for it. I don't think there's any other way to build successful business other than the way that, that God designed humans to work. Yes. Yes. And one thing I want to be crystal clear is that there are plenty of people that only rest, right? And, and the Bible gives us exact, exact details on what a lazy person should get. Right. And that's literally nothing. Right. It's, yes. And so uh, if, if you're operating like, oh, I'm just resting, I'm just, yeah. I'm just waiting on God. Right. Yes. I love those people. I love to smack them right upside the head, really. But um, if, if there is a call to actually doing right. So if you're not actually doing you need to prioritize that, right? So this isn't one or the other. This is both and, right? That's that's what this understanding is, is a framework of how to live your life. So you need to rest so you can go crush and yes. you crush so you can rest, and the, which, which is allowing you to continue. This is a cycle that God knows the limitations of man that we've actually have. And then ultimately uh, why we should continue to operate through these biblical principles. So- this is, this is fantastic, Caleb. I love having you on, man. And if, if anybody that wanted to actually uh, get a hold of you, because here's it, I mentioned this starting out, guys. If you guys want to know how to um, how to implement this even more, whether it's even one on one, I would encourage you to get in touch with Caleb, right? Or what he really does extremely well is is speaks to audiences, gets them engaged to ultimately apply these principles for a higher output. Right. Because as as a as an entrepreneur, as an employer, uh, as a as a, you know, leaders of of movements, you want to equip your your team to ultimately have more output. Right. We all want that, but not at the sacrifice of or relationships with family or the sacrifice of, of, uh, other things within health, right? If, if you are a, a true leader, okay. Now, if you're a boss and you're just cracking the whip, maybe that's what you want. But if you're leading people and you're leading by example, you're going to want to get Caleb, uh, in and engage with, with your audience, right. With your team. And so Caleb, how would they ultimately get a hold of you or how to find out more about your process to implement this into, into their existing team? Yeah, I appreciate that, Riley. My favorite thing to do is work with leadership teams because I believe if you can transform the leadership, you can transform the culture of the whole company. I was sat with a number of high-level executives this week in Chicago, and we were talking through this. How do we get more output from our team? Well, you have to have more input. You want to go farther? You're going to need more tank in the, or gas in the tank. So um, that's a, a great place to to work obviously i do speak at, at larger conferences i'll be in vegas next week speaking at a large conference but um yeah i'm on social media instagram facebook my website is restio.us resti oh.us you can contact me through my website uh, and then for those of you, I spent the last year basically just focusing on sleep. I wanted to figure out sleep. I read all the books I could on sleep. I listened to all the podcasts I could on sleep. If you just want to sleep better, you can text sleep to 33777. Again, that's sleep to 33777. And I'll just send you some free stuff. Basically, the most condensed version I could come up with of how can I get people sleeping better as quickly as possible? I'll put it all in a PDF for you and give you every sleep hack I know. 
Love it. Love it. Do you guys just do yourselves a favor guys and, and text that again, three, three, seven, 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 text the word sleep, uh, in not, don't, don't just get it, but actually apply it into your life. So Caleb, if it's cool with you, man, I'd love to have you back on after, uh, maybe after your, your, uh, Vegas trip, I'd love to hear how that went. And, uh, and then ultimately we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more. Cause I think this isn't just a, you listen to this once and, and you, 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 you think you got it, you get it, but it's important that we revisit some of these concepts on a continual basis. So is that all right? If we come back and do another one, man, that'd be fantastic. Right on uh, Riley. I love you, man. I'm just, I'm so I don't want to say proud of you, but like, I just, I love what God is doing in and through mm. you. So it's just such an honor to be your friend and to be able to to do life with you. So, um, yeah, Thanks, I love anytime we're able to to chat, even if it's on a podcast. That sounds great, brother. I love you too, man. I really appreciate the kind words. So for the rest of you guys, get out there and crush, but make sure that you're getting plenty of rest as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Go, 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 go.